Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Cream in Rock 102. Oh, I do love Mondays. Love that time of the week when you know it's going to just be the longest portion of the week. Right now, right here, from now till 10 o'clock Friday. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, Cohen certainly brings a bit of sunshine into the room, don't you think? I don't know about that. A little bit? Uh, No. How about just a dim bulb? The dim I'll go with. The bulb I'm not sure about. Yeah, Scott Cohen will be uh, joining us today. There's all kinds of things to talk about. There's uh, all the good news with the Red Sox and not that great news with the Patriots yesterday, but good news with the Bruins, too. Hey, Got to think I, of it. what I saw with the Patriots looked pretty good until uh, the recording ended before the two-minute warning. Are you kidding? Yep. So you don't know what happened in those last two minutes? I Or, or the overtime. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't win. Yeah, that's what I heard. And... Uh, the defense barely showed up. That's why they were running all over the place. Stupid DVRs. It's 535 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552. And Allison Chains at Rock 102. Well, I can remember what would have been years ago now, uh, walking by the sister station and hearing the music that was playing there and thinking to myself, good God, if I had to listen to that crap, before 6 o'clock in the morning, I swear I'd go out of my mind. Well, you're already out of your mind. A way to go for being a team player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice in Chains. Is it Alice in Chains or Ann Chains? In. In Chains. In. Hmm. Yeah, they've... Uh, a lot of screaming in that thing. A lot of screaming, but no more so than, say, like, Communication Breakdown by Led Zeppelin or uh, The Who. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Of course you don't. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some oh, Hollywood yeah, trash yeah, yeah. with Steve and Nagel the Rock? Well, why not start with uh, news out of the country music world? Because why not? I can't imagine why. Well, Joe Don Rooney, the guy from the Rascal Flats who got into a crash last month by hitting a tree. Yes. Uh, we have a villain now in that uh, arrest. The, uh, the tree? No, there was a deer. I mean, sure, he smelled like booze and failed all these sobriety tests, but he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for that meddling deer darting oh. out in front of his car. Uh-huh. I thought you were suggesting that the, that the deer was drunk. No, TMZ got a hold of the police affidavit, and then uh, Joe, Don to- Joe Don told the uh, cops that a deer ran into his path, so he veered off the road and into the trees. He did admit to drinking at a friend's house and having one more than I should have, but the deer was really the thing that made him crash. Of which there was no evidence no. and no one else saw a deer. No. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The deer was probably hiding in the woods going <laughs> Yeah, like behind a tree. Yeah. <laughs> so was it was that, him. Was that like a hit and run? Like did the deer run? I mean maybe the deer didn't have insurance to cover the cost of the damage. Yeah, maybe he couldn't afford it. No collision coverage or anything? Do you know how much deer uh Collision insurances for I deer? don't, actually, because I'm not a deer, and I've never actually uh, called my agent. I bet you it costs a lot of berries, uh, tree bark, you might be right. like that. You might be right. Uh, last week, uh, Paul McCartney called the Rolling Stones, quote, a blues cover band. Ooh. Oh, snap. Is and that Mick- meant as, a, as an insult? Yes, and Mick yeah. Jagger responded during the band's L.A. show on Thursday night. He said, quote, there are so many celebrities here tonight. Paul McCartney is here. He's going to help us. He's going to join us in our blues cover band later Ooh. on. Oh, snap. <laughs> it's unclear if Paul was actually at the show or not, or if it was just Mick's way of acknowledging 
the recent comments. Yeah, like mm. it gets back to Paul. It all gets back to Paul. Uh, it wasn't the first time he's responded to comments from Paul. Last year, Mick said, quote, he's a sweetheart. There's obviously no competition. The big difference, though, is that the Stones is a big concert band in other decades and areas. He's basically saying, like, you know, the Beatles played Madison Square Garden, but not before they had this giant sound system that other touring bands would have had. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Whatever that's going to mean. Uh, there's a three-part documentary coming up about the Beatles from uh, from film footage, like, you know, 52 hours of film footage that's never been shown before. Uh, kind of like uh, taken from the film Let It Be. Mm. It's all the other stuff that, they, that no one has ever seen before. The trailer's out. It actually looks very, very good. Three parts? How, how long is each part? I believe uh, 13 hours long. Oh, mm. boy. I'm, uh, I'm in. That's I'm in. more than I need. Electric cars may be better for the environment, but they're not better for Katie Seagal because she got hit by one. Just before noon on Thursday, Katie was crossing an L.A. street when a Tesla clipped her while making a left turn. The driver stopped to help her, and she was, helped her. Hell, uh, the driver stopped. Yes, and she uh, was hospitalized briefly for treatment. In an Instagram post shortly after the accident, her husband, Kurt Sutter, said, quote, She's the only one bringing in money right now, so I'll be picking her up from the hospital later, taking her to that <laughs> Dancing with the Stars audition. <laughs> hey, he's funny. He is. Well, I mean, you know, she gets hit in the leg, and she's supposed to be in a dance competition? Yeah. That's not going to be good for the breadwinner. That's not going to be good for anybody. But she was on uh, Sons of Anarchy, so yeah. why, why, can't, why can't she just call her badass biker friends and kick the crap out well, of this guy who was uh, driving He's the... the he is the developer of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, so why didn't they call the uh, the backup? Well, because they're all old now. I mean, that was uh, already, you know, 10, 12 years ago. You know, I've never been a big fan of the show, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced anarchy. No, no, it's not. It's it's anarchy, and uh, actually, I believe it is Sons, uh, or rather, uh, Sons with a U. No, U- I, I don't believe that's true. I, th- I think I'm going with John. Yeah. Sons. Well, you're both wrong. Uh, Ryan Reynolds announced he's going to be taking a, quote, sabbatical from making movies. He just finished uh, filming an Apple TV uh, movie, a Christmas movie called Spirited with Will Ferrell and Octavia Spencer. It's basically a modern version of A Christmas Carol. Oh, I love Christmas movies with Will Ferrell, except for that one. You mean the one he's most famous for? Yeah. yeah. The one that, like, everybody watches yeah. every year. Yeah, because yeah. everybody loves Millions it except for you. Up. Mm-hmm. Ryan said, quote, singing, dancing, and playing in the sandbox with Will Ferrell made a whole lot of dreams come true, and this is my second film with the great Octavia Spencer. Perfect time for a little sabbatical from movie making. I'm going to miss every second working with this obscenely gifted group of creators and artists, but we'll be back together again someday. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> is that what you said? I, I, I yeah. can see how torn up you are about this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know Ryan Reynolds if he was standing in the room. Yeah, you would. Nah, because he doesn't look anything like Steve and I. I'm Burt Eric. Reynolds, maybe Debbie Reynolds, possibly. Um, what about Reynolds rap? I was going to say a box of Reynolds rap, pretty yeah. sure, but not that guy. All right. America's Got Talent Extreme has temporarily halted production after a contestant was nearly killed rehearsing a stunt. 41-year-old Jonathan Goodwin was sandwiched between two cars in midair, then fell and hit his head on the ground. He is now in critical condition. Is this uh, America's Got Talent Extreme expected to have this kind of uh, yeah, activity? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the um, America's Got Talent of the uh, the peop- the stunt people, like mm-hmm. uh, like stunt men and stunt women. It's always been it's always been dangerous, though. 
America's got talent. Someone could either, you know, poke themselves, burn themselves, or hit themselves over the, the head with something. Or lose to a group of dogs. There's always that. Oh, that'd be the worst. Uh, Motley Crue singer Vince Neil was performing uh, with his own band on Friday night. When he fell off the stage, he had to be rushed to the hospital because he broke a few ribs. Ow. Uh, his bassist told the crowd, the truth is Vince fell and broke his ribs when he fell. He can't breathe and he's going to get dealt with medically. Dealt with? Yeah. That's interesting. It does sound kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to was the this ba- like uh, the middle of the show, the beginning of the show? It was in the middle of the show. Oh, uh, man, yeah. I bet they hadn't even done Home Sweet Home yet. According to the bassist, Vince wanted to keep playing but was forced to get medical assistance. Quote, now that now that sucks for us and him. He was so excited to be here. He lives in Tennessee. Now, you've seen uh, Vince Neil lately, right? Yeah, Not he lately. He's put on, how shall I put this? An extraordinarily amount of, uh, a large amount of weight. Like he's almost doubled in size. When you say he's broken ribs, are you talking about the ones that are inside his body or the ones that may have been on a platter? Probably the ones on a platter. My guess, too. I broke these ribs there. Well, thank God he went to the hospital to be dealt with. <laughs> yeah, that does sound kind of like uh, torturous, doesn't uh-huh. it? He's, they're going to deal with him at the yeah. hospital. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As I'm sure you know, the last thing that any professional football team wants to do is lose. And what professional football teams really hate to do is lose football games at home. Never mind four home games in a row in front of 65,878 ticket-bearing Patriots fans. Losing that many games at home in a row could be seen as problematic. And here's why. In a short season, approximately half of your games are played there. Not to take anything away from the Dallas Cowboys, but had the Patriots' defense bother to show up and play a full four quarters of professional-looking football, then perhaps the Patriots might have won this game without it having to go into overtime, where, of course, they lost 35-29. Now, you might say, but Baxi... Football is all about offense and scoring points against an unsuspecting foe, to which I would say, yeah, but football is also about defense. Now, when your defense, as tattered as they might be, allows a guy like Dak Prescott 35 completions with three touchdowns and 445 passing yards, that says to me that perhaps the Patriots' defense didn't do such a good job yesterday. In fact, they play like hot garbage. And while it is true, The Dallas kept shooting themselves in the foot with penalties and all that sort of sloppiness. They beat the Patriots in Foxborough for the first time since 1987, back when Tom Brady was just a 10-year-old boy. As far as Mac Jones is concerned, any problems that he had yesterday, like that fourth-quarter interception to Trayvon Diggs as he ran for 42 yards for a touchdown, were wiped away with that 75-yard bomb to Kendrick Bourne for a touchdown, plus the two-point conversion. At that point, I forgot all about the bad stuff. But when your defense is allowing Dak Prescott to run his team up and down the field, to me that says that you're just not giving your team a chance to win. And if there's one thing to take away from this game as we prepare for the Jets this Sunday, it is this. The only thing worse than losing four games at home in a row is losing another one and losing it to the Jets. It ain't going to get much worse than that. Let's hope they can avoid it. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up the Rocky's October sales flyer. It's on your phone or on your computer, and it's loaded with bargains like Scott's Winnegard Turf Builder, Werner Ladders, and plenty more. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's at your fingertips at rockies.com.
I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Eddie Money on Rock 102. Sunshine in the morning and then clouds in the afternoon with a slight chance of a shower and a high of 57, 46 now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us next hour. There's some uh, there's some sports to talk to him about today. Oh, you got that right. Um, you know, when I say slight chance of a shower, that's uh, that's what we're saying now, the, this time of year. Uh, if you remember back in the summer, when virtually everything seemingly was rained out, um, thankfully that has not been happening since uh, the summer ended. Uh, the first half of fall has been okay. Um, but that wasn't really the case on Saturday. But it's been fixed. So, you know, you got three weekends of uh, of Oktoberfest at the Student Prince at the Fort, right? Right. So Friday night you had... Uh, trailer trash playing out there and uh good crowd very big crowd and very nice weather as you would expect because they don't they don't go anywhere unless there's a large crowd of people following them they bring them they they bust them in i think no i actually happen to know that like uh, when bob from uh, trailer trash goes to the bank to cash the mm. checks mm. there's usually about 30 40 people following him yeah. just to see what he does next exactly so the forecast for saturday did not really look good even on Friday night. Now, there are arrangements made uh, whenever a band plays, outdoors in particular, where by a certain time of the day, it has to be decided um, based on the forecast whether or not to cancel the show. And it's usually several hours before the start of the show that this decision has to be made because... Either band members are traveling great distances or, uh, you know, the setup alone can take a very long time. So Saturday afternoon at some point, uh, it was announced that the um, Aquanet show Saturday night was called off because of the forecast, excuse me, of what was supposed to be heavy rain. And while it did rain by about six or seven o'clock it we didn't get what they were telling us i mean we were supposed to be getting uh, downpours and heavy winds and uh we didn't have that in chicopee and i don't really think they had it in springfield well it was it's interesting because i because we were going to go on saturday we were uh we were debating uh going there and then when we saw the cancellation we said okay well maybe not in anticipation that there would be this Downpour, and if you right. look at the Weather Channel, uh, you know forecast, you know it, it bared that out. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got any real significant rain until about eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, and well, even then, didn't. and even then, I think it was for like ten minutes. Yeah, and yeah. then done. And, and that's what happens. That's what happens when you have a show that needs to be called uh, many hours beforehand based on the forecast. But uh, the good news is, and the uh, student prince, the fort announced this. I uh, believe shortly after that um, there was to be, there will be one more weekend of this uh, Oktoberfest. And Ex- what will, extended beyond what they already had? Kind of. Um, what will happen is on Friday night, Aquanet will play at 530. Um, the previous two weekends, there was one band. They played generally from 7 to 10. And that was it. But because Aquanet missed Saturday night and uh, the student prince wanted to make it up for them, 
They will play Friday night at 5.30. The other band, Southern Rain, will be the headliners, and they will play at 7 o'clock. And I assume that means Aquanet will play for an hour and a half. Southern Rain will play for three hours. Um, And then Sunday, which was not originally planned to have anything, the Savage Brothers are being moved from Saturday to Sunday. So you'll be able to see all the bands that they originally planned to have, not necessarily in the original order. Well, what are they doing on Saturday? Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me, uh, let me recover this, this information that I had from Facebook. Cause you know, it's all, it's where I always go. Right. Uh, Facebook is my go-to place. Yeah, I know it is. Uh, I wanted to be the first to let you know Aquanet will be performing on Friday, October 22nd, followed by Southern Rain. And, uh, you'll also be happy to know what's October 23rd. October 23rd uh, is Saturday. Saturday. That's Saturday. I'm sorry. It's not Sunday that, that Savage Brothers will be playing. It's Saturday. So they're not moving at all. They, no. they were going to play Saturday anyway. Right. Oh, okay. Because right. yeah. you made it sound like we were going to do nothing on Saturday. And that, yeah, it, I, it, I misread it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so, well, there you go. Yeah. So, they, you know, they, no no harm done. No, no. If, in little fact, bit of, you know, probably uh, less harm than there would have been. Let me tell you something. Even though the, the show part of Oktoberfest was canceled. Uh, you still had the chance to go indoors, have yourself a big giant pretzel, all that delicious uh, fried cheese, something served in a form of a shank, could be uh, could be lamb, could be veal, could be pork. And chicken? and you could all, huh? What about a chicken shank? I don't believe that a chicken shank is on the menu, but chicken schnitz, but schnitzel certainly is. Fish shanks? I don't know if that's uh, no, I think they're just uh, pork, lamb, and and veal hmm. and they're all delicious so you know you could still go rain or shine because they and still have yourself a fine meal right but the bands uh had to be rearranged and you know the good thing is it's just as likely that uh aquanet could have already had a friday night gig true and not been able to make these arrangements but they didn't and they will now uh, in all fairness i i, I love me oktoberfest I love May Fest. I love all the fests. Um, I'm not particularly crazy about the March Fest. Uh, I have done my share of marches around the area to make sure I, you know, everyone is well seated and, and accounted for. Um, I don't necessarily need a band to have a great time at the fort. It's that oftentimes the music will be going on outside, and I'll just go right back in to catch myself some some good old you know the, the smell of it all. You yeah, know what well, I mean? Because you're antisocial. I'm not antisocial. I find that uh, there's a lot of socializing going on inside the bar, mm. even when there's a band on the outside of the bar. Yeah. So this, what I'm saying is like, there's no losing in that situation. Yeah. If you're there for the music, fine. But if you're there for the for the food and the drink and the brotherly camaraderie, then there is no better place than the fort. I, I prefer uh, to be on the outside because it's easier to move when someone is around you that you don't want to be around. Uh, you, you've got a lot more area to, to relocate to. Whereas, you know, if you're inside and someone is uh, boring the crap out of you, let's say, with stories of their life, yeah. um, and you can't move because yes. you're, you're stuck inside of a very, very crowded place, 
There, there's no refuge. Yeah, but you have the ability to do that nearly anywhere. It doesn't have to be just there. I mean, you could you could be looking to get out of conversations at a Walmart. Oh, sure. I don't know why I'd be in the Walmart looking for conversation. For, but for deep savings like everybody else is yeah. in the Walmart for. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun time. Uh, yeah. Both both weekends, uh, you know, Friday night of this week, this past weekend, and then both nights of last weekend. And now we will have uh, a little bit of a change. And next Friday night, you'll have you'll have uh, Aquanet again at five thirty, and then uh, Southern Rain at seven. You know, I know uh, they would never want to do this as a permanent thing, mm. but I kind of like when Fort Street is shut down. Oh yeah, you know, there's there's yeah. just a I don't know, there's a vibe about the place that. I mean, it, it's got a great vibe when you're in there anyway, but it's got a, even a, a, a different kind of mood when Fort Street is shut down, and you know that celebrations like are, are like you know ten feet away from you. Well, and and I'd like to see the same thing be done to Worthington Street between Main and uh, and uh, I keep forgetting that first crossroad to the east, Dwight or Chestnut. Uh, to Dwight. Yeah. Chestnut is up the hill a bit. Yeah, Ch- uh, Dwight Street. From Main Street to Dwight Street, close uh, uh, Worthington to vehicular traffic. That way you can, uh, you can because there you've got a number of different restaurants and uh, uh, establishments where one could purchase a, an adult beverage and mm-hmm. then perhaps be able to move from one place to another. I mean, even the fort has fences so that you can't go beyond the fence with a drink. But, uh, you know, if you if you opened up uh, that Worthington Street area to more of a Bourbon Street kind of uh, atmosphere, right? <clears throat> I think that would be a very a very good compliment as well. Well, I uh, I, I love it when they when they shut it down. Even even when and, and especially when, you know, the fort is uh, is is slamming, you know, and it's, it's a big exciting night down there. It's always a blast. I love it when you when they p- repave the road so that it's beautifully uh, flattened and nice and, you know, no holes in it, and then you close it down. That's pretty sweet. That would be uh, that would be good, too. Well, that's what they did. They uh, First, they repaved Fort Street, and then they closed it. It's uh, 624. We're back in O'Brien to Rock 102. Attention, New England. Back in O'Brien to Rock 102. And then uh, later on, I'll... Uh, Tell you a little story about um, technology gone wrong. Okay. Yeah. That, that's coming up after eight o'clock or so. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see uh, about we'll that. See. We also got uh, Scott Cohen coming up after seven. There you go. So we got our times all set with who's going to be when and where and right. all that stuff. And I, I believe this is about the time uh, to laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rum Hyundai. Wadding Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Once again, a uh, short little handful of uh, quick jokes. Will they be One-liners. funny? One-liners. Uh, that'll be up to you. That'll be uh, your decision. You ready? All right, yes. What do you call a fish with no eye? I don't know. What do you call a fish with no eye? Fish. <laughs> yes. See, there's no eye in the letter. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? 
a stick. Yeah. 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 I knew that one. What kind of car does an egg drive? I don't know. What kind of car does an egg drive? A Yolks wagon. Yolks wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and what? why was six afraid of seven? I don't know. Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven... Mm-hmm. Eight, Eight nine. nine. Yes, I knew that was coming. Holy. Hey, 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 at Dowd.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Springfield Police Department needs the public's help in finding a missing 11-year-old Marielle Val, or I'm sorry, Vale. According to the statement by the Springfield Police, uh, Vale ran away from home and has not been seen since 6 p.m. on Saturday. When she was, uh, left, she was wearing blue Crocs. Uh, vale is uh, described as approximately 4'6 and roughly 80 pounds. She was last seen on Lamplighter Lane in Springfield. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Springfield Police. I remember when the lamplighter was a bar. Um, um, I, I don't remember where that was. It was. It's uh, now time to play where yeah, stuff was. Yeah, Five Town, I believe. No, wait a minute. Five Town Plaza is is the big one, right? Mm. That's the one on Cooley Street. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This would have been uh, back up, um, not by Centennial Highway. Well, you you could go back up by Centennial Highway, but that other. That other road that runs parallel to Bicentennial Highway uh, that ends at that intersection of uh, of Cooley and uh, uh, the other one there. Uh, Parker? Uh, no. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're going to well, you know, they've moved. <laughs> they've moved Parker Street it's, 10, 12 times over yeah, the last 100 years. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's a little plaza near, uh, near um, McDonald's. There's a there's oh, like a yeah, little yeah, plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Allen know, Street. I know yeah. it was the Big D Plaza. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yes. And that was where uh that was where the lamplighter was. Well, I don't remember that being there because that was before my time of living here. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, of course I'm right. When have I ever been wrong about one of these things? Uh, uh, pretty much. Gee, I don't know. The, let's see, the uh, McDonald's on State Street, you were wrong about that one yeah. for a while. Well, it was there one time. What you else? still thought it was there. Mm-hmm. What else? You know, I remember in the uh, in the Five Town Plaza, Cindy's Lounge. You remember that one? Uh, uh, yeah, I think I do. That was uh, that was uh, notorious for serving underage people like myself. Was that in the plaza or a standalone building? It's uh, it was in the plaza. Okay. Um, what was that standalone? Oh wait a minute. First of all, I'm being told. Uh, the bar I'm thinking of was the gaslight, not the lamplighter. Okay, ah, okay. that makes sense. And uh, there was a there was a, a standalone building. It's still there now. I can't remember what it is now. It's uh, it was Macaras. Macaras. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the first time I. Uh, <laughs> that was the first time I saw a uh, a woman uh, a woman's lady parts. Was there? Was there? Female genitalia is what you're saying? Female genitalia. And uh, I'll tell you what happened. I got in there underage again. I was Mm -hmm. like only 18. Mm -hmm. And uh, Orange Crush was playing, which uh, was was led by Aaron Fay. Remember? uh, Sure do. They do, uh, what's the other band that he's part of? The other Uh, 6,000 bands that he he works in? It's... uh... Yeah, it's it's the band that does like the uh, the karaoke, the karaoke and all yeah. that stuff. 
so he was performing, and this woman who was dancing uh, below him, and mm-hmm. I was up on the mezzanine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She lifted up her skirt and revealed that she had no underwear on. What a curious thing to have happen from was, from below him. Yeah, she was down. But he was on the stage. Mm. She was below him. I was above all of them up on the. It was right. like the balcony area. God, I can't believe what was going on in this bar. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a pretty packed place. And uh, she lifted up her uh, her skirt, and you saw. Well, hello, Kitty. You saw all the yeah. business. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. uh, you know that's 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 too bad that the the show had to be interrupted by th- something like that. It it absolutely is too bad because I wanted to see uh, the rest of what was going on. Well, why was it interrupted? I mean, it went on, didn't it? Well, how do you He's how joking. do you how do you continue yeah. to play after yeah. seeing something like that? Yeah, I'd be a... I'd be gobsmacked. If you're lucky, it was the first time I didn't mind watching an REM cover band. <laughs> The uh, Walmart on Boston Road in Springfield was temporarily closed Friday afternoon after an incident where a 911 caller claimed a gun was involved. According to uh, Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Walsh, officers were sent to the store around 11.50 a.m. Friday morning for a uh, verbal disturbance. A person involved told police he had a license to carry, but no firearm was shown. Around 1.30 p.m., officers received another 911 call for a picture sent through text messages stating there was a person with a gun inside the store. Officers went back to the store and evacuated the building for safety of customers and employees, but found nothing of significance. Officers were able to be shown uh, the picture, which showed the incident from earlier in the day. So it's the same incident from earlier in the morning. Of which a person simply stated that they had a license to carry, but no gun was shown. Yeah, Walsh said no firearm was involved in either of the incidents at the store Friday. No injuries were reported, and the store has since reopened. Yeah, Thank God our national nightmare is over. Goodness for that. It's another one of those stories that has so little detail, it's almost not even worth it. You know, Ryan Walsh is a very hush-hush. He doesn't want to give away all the details, because then... (laughs) <laughs> That's like uh, revealing the man behind the curtain. You don't want to. You want to show all your cards at once. You're a, you're otherwise a spokesman. He'd, otherwise, he'd be uh, he'd be the West Springfield in, uh, information officer. That's mm. true. Multiple crews were responding to a hazmat incident at Bondi's Island Water uh, Treatment Plant. I don't even know when this happened. Doesn't say. Uh, it says updated October seventeenth. So I don't know if that was. Did it happen yesterday, or did it happen Saturday? It doesn't say it in the... Where, where's the article? This is on uh, 22. Hmm. Uh, according to the Agawam Fire Department, there was a leak in the plant chlorine treatment system. The leak uh, is confined to one building. It is unclear what caused the leak. We'll bring you all the updates necessary. Whenever we find them out. Whatever yeah. day that happens to be. That's... You know, it's... Why can't you update a story? I don't understand why you can't go back and go, hey, whatever happened to this one? Because don't they Steve. sit in that newsroom and go and they listen to us mm. and they, and then every time we talk about something, they're like, hey, we should talk about that story, and then they post a story about it. Yeah, but you're also if they're updating a story and it's Monday, it means the weekend staff was involved in updating it. I just find it uh, ridiculous that nobody can give us more information of something that happened. Probably two days ago. Maybe well, we need, maybe we need to hire a, a news division here. Yeah, right. We've got the money for that. Um, the other problem too is is it's the weekend, and maybe nobody was available. <coughs> excuse me. Nobody was available at Bondi's Island to speak. 
all the Islanders were uh, were tied up, busy, enjoying that beautiful summer weekend. When you're out on the island um, and, and the weather is nice, you know, you, you don't want to be answering phones. Yeah. Um, b- between that weekend staff and the weekend staff at your local television news uh, s- stations, you're not going to get any information. No. The weekend. Really. Plus, yeah. it's Oktoberfest. They're probably all at the fort. <laughs> Is that so? Is that what they're doing? Might have been. Right. Uh, the United States COVID-19 international travel restrictions are set to be lifted starting today. I'm sorry. Sorry. Starting Monday. November 8th, travelers from dozens of countries, including the U.K., will be allowed into the U.S., but they'll need to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. In addition to providing proof of being fully vaccinated before boarding flight, uh, non-U.S. travelers will need to provide proof of a negative COVID-19 test taken 72 hours before departure to the U.S. Uh, So as these travel restrictions begin to lessen, some people in western Massachusetts say they're still unsure about traveling internationally. I don't think I should be going anywhere. Probably shouldn't. Uh, it's about time, though, that they started uh, lifting this stuff. Yeah, more but people. it's November 8th. Yeah. They're making it sound like it's uh, today or tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it did sound like. But, hey, uh, you're going to be able to go to London if you want to. Um, I don't. Never really have. Never, you never want to go to, uh, ever been to Spain? Uh, no, but I, I still kind of like the music. I hear, I hear the, the women are insane there. The lady, the ladies are, yeah. The <laughs> and they sure know how to use it. Man, a, a, a three dog night reference, just to get things going this morning. Oh no, I was just starting conversation. Uh, Hooters employees are complaining that the new uniforms are too skimpy. A new look uh, to the Hooters uniform has some employees voicing their concerns on social media. The new-look uniform looks to make the traditionally short shorts that Hooters waitresses wear even shorter. In fact, some waitresses describe them in videos shared on social media as more like underwear. Hey, now. More of the, uh, most of the videos have been shared on TikTok, several garnering more than one million views. Hooters restaurants are operated by two companies, Hooters of America and the original Hooters group. The original Hooters has a total of 25 locations in Chicago, New York, Tampa Bay, uh, and Tampa Bay. Those locations will not change from the standard uniforms. Uh, Hooters of America has more than 420 Hooters restaurants in the U.S. and 28 other countries. Those locations have started rolling out the new look. I think what people are worried about is that these new uniforms may uh, sexualize and, in a way, trivialize each individual female employee. And that's they're not known for that. Well, that's going to ruin my uh, chicken wing eating experience. Why? Because I don't need that kind of a distraction when I'm looking to have a uh, nice, dry uh, chicken wings. You are the only man <laughs> I know that actually goes there for the food. And and, uh, and dry, and eats dry chicken wings. I don't want any sauce. <laughs> I don't want uh, any flavoring. I just want that dry breading. <laughs> that's all you want. Yeah, that's now, all I ever go. get. Yep. So I'm going to you know, uh, go sit in Hooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, just get those dry wings. That's all I care about. Yeah. I have. Uh, I don't want to look around at, nope. at any uh, man taking their 13-year-old for his birthday just to show him what it's like to be in a sort of nudie bar. Nope. <laughs> I don't want to see any of that or well, those TVs. Boy, you're 13. Time for Dad to take you to Hooters for the afternoon. Hey, I wish my dad did that. Do you remember... When uh, we were at the old location, you know, back where uh, we were at the old spaghetti Congress, warehouse yeah, on, Congress on Congress Street, Street. Mm-hmm. we were there at the same time as a baby shower. 
Now, of all the places in the city that you could have a baby shower, Hooters would have been among my bottom ten places to go. Well, I think uh, I think the Mardi Gras had another event that night. They had another event, yeah. and I believe that the Fifth Alarm right. uh, that would have coincided with the hysterectomy night. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't do both. Well, I also believe the mother. Uh, of the baby uh, worked at the Fifth Alarm, so she wanted to go somewhere different for the <laughs> she shower. Wa- she wanted to class things up. Yeah. I mean, after all, it's yeah. for a child. Right. Um, yeah, but maybe they worked for the company. You ever think about that? Maybe uh, they were, had some sort of affiliation. It's like, hey, we can give you the free space for your baby shower right here. Yeah. You're no longer mm-hmm. allowed to work at Hooters, but... Uh, we can host your baby shower. Right, you can't fit in those shorts anymore, <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna have to let you go. <laughs> those, those shorts are bursting at the <laughs> seams right now. Um, These shorts are what got me pregnant. <laughs> I don't know. I've, you see, baby showers go on at like uh, like social clubs, like uh, Elks Lodges and Moose Lodges. Well, that's fine because those places are you know kind of open for anybody to rent. It just a Hooters wouldn't have been a place that I would have thought. Would necessarily lend itself to a baby shower. It is a little strange. Very strange. A guy named Candy Franklin. A guy? A guy. Okay. Went to a Waffle House in downtown Atlanta on Wednesday. It's not clear if he'd been drinking or not, but it was uh, one in the morning. So, you know, we can just kind of assume that he was probably drunk. I like candy. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if you like this candy. Anyway, his order included some eggs with cheese, but they forgot them, so he complained. Then when they finally did bring him the eggs, they didn't have cheese, so he complained again. He eventually did get the cheesy eggs he ordered, but then while he was checking to make sure they were right, he saw people running out of the restaurant, and when he looked up, his waitress had a gun. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Man. Her name is Angelic Patterson. He says she pointed the gun directly at him and threatened to shoot, so he decided to call her bluff. He uh, told her there was no way she'd shoot him over some eggs. There ain't no way you're going to shoot me. Over cheesy eggs. Yeah. But then she cocked the gun. Oh, and boy. And he realized uh, she might actually shoot me. So then he took off. In the end, she didn't fire any shots and no one got hurt. But now she's facing charges for aggravated assault. And probably didn't get tipped very well. You know what, though? Um, not that I'm saying that this woman was right in what she did. But for all the guff that, uh, you know, frontline workers have been getting mm-hmm. from people mm-hmm. about complaints, mm-hmm. I can see the, the stress causing you to do something like that. I'm not saying it's right. I'm yeah. just saying I can understand. But you know what? When you're, when you're hungry and you, and you got a, a notion for some cheesy eggs and they can't be provided— I'm gonna demand. Uh, I'm gonna demand to see the menu. I want to demand to see some satisfaction. I just think uh, Angelique getting ready for her shift, uh, feeling the need to include a gun in her uh, work uniform. Well, listen, it is downtown Atlanta, so well, it is one in the morning, so mm. you might want to carry something with you just in case. I'm guessing though that it is still <laughs> against company policy. Yeah, that very may, may be, but, um, you know, if somebody uh, starts uh, harassing you at, a, at your own workplace. Yeah, you call 911. That's what the police are there for. Uh, I'll take those uh, hash browns smothered and covered. What the hell did you say, you stupid mother? And then pull and out the gun, the, the gun yeah, comes right. out, yeah. 
Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 57 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 62. It is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Clash of Rock. It's 655 and Journey on Rock 102. Rock See, 102. that's a nice, pretty song. Oh, it's a beautiful uh, ballad. Not, not that Alice of Chains. In Chains. Huh? Alice in Chains. Oh, well. That's, uh, that's a beautiful song, too, in its own way. Uh, Rock 102 and Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see New England versus Cleveland in Foxborough on Sunday, November 14th. All you got to do is go to rock102.com and sign up for your chance to win. That simple. We'll choose a winner on November 1st. Your chance to win tickets to see New England versus Cleveland. Built to you by uh, Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Is that their next home game? Uh, no. Uh, the Jets, I believe, are at home. Uh, right. You mean at, at Gillette? At Gillette. Huh. Yeah. And when's their bye week? Uh, I don't have the schedule right in front of me, yeah. and I haven't committed it entirely to memory, so you'd uh, have to give probably me- Probably good. You'd probably, yeah. Uh, you know who I bet has? Cohen. Cohen? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I doubt He's that. a little sketchy sometimes yeah, with that kind of stuff. He's sketchier than a sketch artist. You couldn't swing a dead cat. Yeah, yeah, and get uh, him to give you the schedule. Their uh, bye week is oh jeez, I'm gonna have to look at the I'm poll. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, uh, blah, 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 blah. they don't seem to have a bye. Well, I guess I'd have to look at the dates. Probably, uh, it would be uh, week fourteen. So week. we, so uh, it will be December thirteenth. Oh yes, yes, between the Bills and the Colts. Yes, well, there, you, there you have that, and they, and also the uh, game <clears> against the Colts. The time is TBD. Yeah, that's too one of the bad. Uh, no, it's to be determined. That that's uh, that's one of them swing games. They move that around. Swing games, huh? Yeah, because I mean, otherwise, I mean, it could be, it could potentially be a primetime game, depending on whether those teams are still good <sighs> in week fifteen. But if they suck, then they won't uh, they won't be in primetime. Well, like I said, I gotta I gotta make sure that if I'm not watching the game uh, and I'm recording it, I set it up to record. Beyond the scheduled time. Yeah, yeah, I I have to tell you, if you missed the last from like the two minute warning uh-huh. on, uh, you missed the best part I of know. the game, and that's exactly what I missed. It, the, my recording was like from four thirty to seven thirty, and uh, at seven thirty there was like two oh nine left in the game, and the Patriots, I believe, at that point were leading by three, and then uh, end of recording. I, I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I recorded sixty minutes, so I should have the end of the game, because if sixty minutes was pushed back right. as well, and the recording continued over into sixty minutes, well, I should probably have got it. the rest of it. Well, there you go. I didn't even I didn't even realize it. Problem solved. Yeah, there you have fully. it. It's six fifty eight. Scott Cohen coming up in just a few minutes on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As some of you may have heard on Friday during our open line segment, a listener took me to task for suggesting that during the tail end of the regular season that I may have suggested that the Boston Red Sox were bulldozing their way to an almost certain mathematical elimination. The tone in his voice suggested that my statements may have been prematurely critical, thereby prompting his smarmy comments. 
Today, the Red Sox are just a mere three wins away from returning to the World Series. But since I suggested that they may have been on the brink of total implosion, I was somehow left with egg in my face and forced to eat my own words. Listen, the Red Sox just bashed the Houston Astros in Game 2 with a pair of grand slams in the first two innings, where they proceeded to win 9-5, thereby becoming the first team in Major League history to hit two grand slams in a postseason game, never mind doing it in back-to-back innings. The series is now tied at a game apiece, with Game 3 being played tonight at Fenway. In fact, the Red Sox have started Juan Rodriguez, leaving Nick Pavetta available for Game 4. The Astros will use uh, Jose Urquidy. I think that's how you say it. Exactly. What sort of embarrassment am I supposed to feel because of any of that? Yes, I said the Red Sox were on the brink of elimination because of the time they were. What I did not anticipate was the ferocious way that they would snap out of it. And you may find this hard to imagine, but I'm really not that upset, disappointed, or even humiliated that they found a way to make that happen. I happen to fully support the way they played. In fact, I'd like to see a whole lot more of it. Not just against the Astros. I'd like to see him take a crack at the Atlanta Braves who have a two-game lead over the Dodgers in the National League Series. Believe me, I'm still feeling the sting of the Boston Braves leaving town 69 years ago. I can practically taste our sweet revenge already. Now, does that sound like someone who's feeling embarrassed because they may have counted them out too soon? I don't think so. Not in the least. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Have you used the visualizer in the paint studio at Rocky's yet? Pretty damn cool. You can select a scene or upload your own photo and see what the paint chip will look like in the real world. Pretty cool thing. Try the visualizer today in the paint studio at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Seven twelve with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Sunshine this morning, clouds in the afternoon, and the chance of a spot shower. Uh, 47, 45 in downtown Springfield. Yeah, you know, I would feel bad for anybody that may have not have watched the last two minutes of that game yesterday. Let alone the overtime. Oh, my gosh. What a what a back-and-forth affair. And to talk about that and other stuff, it's Scott Cohen. How you doing, Scotty? Uh, good. Uh, morning, guys. Morning, John. Hey. Um, uh, yeah, so, if, I mean, uh, oh, but, you know, by the way, there's a baseball game tonight, but we got to talk football first. Uh, yes, yes, we do. It is football season. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, you can say what you want about that interception that Mac Jones threw. The next out, the next play out, it's a bomb that goes uh, goes for a, a touchdown. To me, this game is lost when your defense doesn't take advantage of some pretty yeah. boneheaded mistakes. With penalties with uh, with Dallas, the, the the defense is to me on the hook for this loss. Yeah, uh, there's I mean there's no question about that. I guess what I was reading in the in um, uh, Tom Curran, who I think you know sports fans know they probably watch him on TV over the weekend. Um, five almost 500 yards given up by the Patriots defense. Most the most yards a Bill Belichick um, uh, defense has has ever ever given up in in his tenure yeah you know what it's like it, you can't sit there and take you know moral victories out of things because um, you you do get to the point where um, yeah they played great and build for the future I mean basically that really is the bottom line here but man they had a chance to win that game yesterday and Dallas uh, everybody likes to give the Cowboys a hard time for obvious reasons you know the whole America's team nonsense that's a very 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 good football team and the Patriots had them on the ropes, 
a handful of times yesterday and just couldn't get it done. I think when you got a, a quarterback in Prescott and he's got 445 passing yards. Yep. That can only scream one thing, and that he's moving You're, the ball all over the place, and the oh, defense right. isn't doing enough to stop him. There's no question. And it just, you know, to me, for all the inexperience that Mac Jones may or may not have, he goes out there looking pretty damn poised and doesn't let, like, one bad thing ruin his whole night. He's he's right back up there and, and throwing bombs, you know, 75 yards out. And you have to think, okay, that seems to be something we can work on in the future. But right now, the glaring error is what you're going to do with that defense, you got a lot of guys who are hurt. You got a lot of guys that yep. uh, that just can't play. And to me, if they do anything in the off season in this in this upcoming off season, it's got to be all defense, yeah. which will be starting earlier than normal. I was going to say it might, it might just be. At this yeah, day, at this let's front. yeah let's not let's not get. Um, I mean, look this this team is a we all know everybody knew at the beginning of the year it's a work in progress. Um, they had a chance to win that game yesterday. Uh, what are they? This is this was the sixth week. What are they? Two and four now. I mean, let's not start mm-hmm. talking about you know next season yet, because really what we're looking at this year is is watching the maturation of um, of Mac Jones and so much for him being a pea shooter quarterback, uh, as he was referred to uh, this past week. He threw the ball. <laughs> he he threw the ball downfield. That was a, a great electrifying play. You know, I think one of the turning points of the game was is when they didn't go for it on fourth down and decided to punt and the and the and the Cowboys blocked blocked the punt. And then the other the other part of it obviously was you take the lead in that you have the lead in in that game late. You give it up, you throw a a, a bomb of a touchdown pass like you described backs and that game is yours. It's up to the defense to stop uh, the Cowboys, plain and simple, they just didn't get it done. Now that's end of story. Yeah. Well, and you know, to lose four home games in a row <laughs> also doesn't happen. Yeah. And uh, the last thing you want is for the Jets to give you number five. Yeah, you so, don't want that. No. So something uh, you know clearly has to you know gel in the next week because not to, not that the Jets are good, but at this point, uh, I'm not sure if that defense can stop. Uh, them from flying all over the field too. I think I think the biggest disappointment to take from yesterday's game was um, I I think I think everybody felt pretty good going into it. Uh, you know, Jones is kind of showing us that that he's the real deal, and they and they made the right uh, the right choice drafting him. Um, and you know, again, Cowboys were one of the best teams in the NFL coming into the game. Um, it was close. They hung in there. They lost. And now we're now we're back in uh, in the fans' mindset <clears throat> that w- this really is a rebuilding year. So there there are no ex after yesterday. We're back to the point where there's no expectations. We're just watching right. development and hoping for the best. And unfortunately, the, their their errors are glaring errors. What they have the easy part though is that I'm sure Belichick can see very very clearly exactly what needs to be fixed for next year you know what maybe they've need- made it actually easy on them yeah and, may- and maybe one of the things that needs to be fixed is belichick needs to sit there and take a look at himself in the mirror um you know they they were they were out out coached yesterday as well um the play i think the play calling was was suspect um like i said they they sh- they should have gone for it on fourth down when they went to try and punt it away, and to me that right. that was the turning point of the game. Let me just say this then: if that's uh, if that's the approach you want to take, 
he was out coached by Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I just I, I anyone who's ever followed the Green Bay Packers you, knows you know. uh, that that guy couldn't out coach anybody in a wet paper hey, bag. Hey, hey, hey. Well, uh, Zach uh, 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 Prescott and uh, and Ezekiel, um, they they can make up for a lot of bad coaching. Oh, Jesus. That guy has got a history. You um, know, I, I find myself uh, intrigued when I saw they showed this quick little video of uh, Robert Kraft and uh, Jerry Jones uh, down right on the field, yep. but, but talking to people in the audience, in the crowd. And uh, it just kind of got me thinking about, uh, first of all, about being rich. And then uh, <laughs> secondly, you know, for all the money that is made by the team in uh, in skyboxes, mm-hmm. um Every stadium has a skybox dedicated to the opposing team's owner. Sure, they do. Yeah, it, it, they're, they're never they're never sharing the same box. They're not. The visiting team's owner gets his own. He does. Wow. Yep. Wow. He that's, does. That's that's wild. That's just that's just basic courtesy. It's pretty, yes, mm. com- John. It's common courtesy. Yeah, and that's not even uh, just about the NFL. They'll do that in other. Sports too, hockey, I mean, you know, and basketball. I mean, well, John, they play you, in the same places in some cases. Well, John, you should know. I mean, you know, when you have all of us over to your house uh, on the weekend, yeah, you know, to, I know. you're you're I the know. you're the king of hospitality, and I give you your own room. What uh, a cage, rather, <laughs> out in the yard, one with one with chains, yeah. so that you can't just leave on your own. Hey, exactly. buddy, as long as the bar's open, I'll yeah. sell. Mm-hmm. I'll sit in the cage. Uh, we got to talk about yep. the Boston Red Sox. Let's talk about that. So this series uh, is now uh, tied at one one apiece. They had a tremendous game for Game Two. Great, I mean, unbelievably, unbelievably great. great. And um, it's it's hard, it's hard not to feel real positive about the way this series is is going, because even at one game apiece, you just feel like you know what the Red Sox have enough to pull this off. Uh, Houston lost its um, its ace in in Lance McCullers. Uh, he's he's uh, no longer available. Uh, their starting pitcher uh, in Game Two got knocked out with an injury. That's a huge positive for the Red Sox. And again, I'm not going to sit here and and you know say uh, you know be captain obvious, but big game tonight. And what makes it even bigger is um, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, you know he's. He's a he's just a nitpicker. There's no there's nothing powerful about him at all. He's not going to sit there and blow any team uh, off the field. Oh, if he if if he can deliver a and he he delivered a great start in the ALDS for them in a similar situation. If he can go out there and just keep Houston in check, man, the Red Sox are just hitting the crap out of it right now. Kiki Hernandez has got like 15. Uh, hits in five postseason games. They hit. They were the first team to hit two grand slams um, in an ALCS uh, game. Uh, the other uh, in game two. Man, they're and just they're and crushing. Then, and then it. to do it in back to back innings has never it's been just, done. I know, man. I mean, yeah. they're playing so so well. Are they playing at home tonight, Fenway? They're at Fenway tonight and are, and tomorrow. Are fans allowed to bring uh, trash barrels in? <laughs> no, I, I believe those get confiscated uh, at the gate. Yeah, because that'd gate. be a, that'd be a great thing to bring in there with you and you know bang on it whenever uh, whenever it was that Houston did it. Yeah, you know, listen, Back when they were cheating. and everybody knows what John's talking about the cheating scandal. And remember, man, Alex Cora was the mastermind. Oh, that's of, right. Of all that, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, keep I, an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, you know, the other thing to uh, to consider, and, and we, we, you know, like we never talk about the National League, but uh, Atlanta is up two games yep. against, against uh, Los Angeles, who bounced out San Francisco. The two of them had the best. 
uh, records in all of baseball. You no question, both 100 win teams. There would be something kind of cool about a Braves Red Sox World Series because I got to tell you. I have still not gotten over when they left Boston 69 <laughs> years ago. I'm still, I still have a lot of hostility yeah. and bitterness to that decision. And, and I'm I sure have, you're not the only one. I there's listen. There's got to be four or five of us left that still pine away for Boston Braves ball. But a whole movement. And remember, Babe Ruth played for both of those teams. You're damn right, he yep. did. Started right. his started his career, ended his career in Boston. Yeah, he wasn't even a real sultan. Come on, not with them tiny little stick legs yeah, of his, spindly little legs. Now you know it's. It's interesting that Atlanta, Atlanta has been has uh, underachieved all year. There was nothing about them to show that they'd be in the position that they are. The Dodgers were obviously the the favorite team, and and Houston was favored over the Red Sox. Well, weren't you guys at the beginning of the season talking about how horrible this Red Sox team was going to be? We were. Yeah, A lot, nobody had any suspicion nobody. at the beginning of the season that they were going to be beyond a last place team. Oh, I think maybe they did. No, I don't even know if they did. I think what happened is they just they they gelled up for early on. All star break happens, then they start to hit the skids and they start looking like the team we thought they were going to be. And now they're playing like a team that really has a shot hey. at making the World Series and maybe even winning it. Speaking of uh, all star break, I, who I forgot his name. Who was it that died last week? Uh, that that Pete Rose like barreled over. Oh, Fossey. Ray, Ray Fossey. Ray Fossey, yeah. What what was that? What was that? Did Pete Rose ever apologize for that? For doing something like that in an exhibition game? Yeah, it was it was the nineteen seventy All Star game, maybe. Yeah. Um yeah, Fossey was at that time he was the he was a rookie catcher. Uh, you know, supposed to be, you know, the next uh, you know, Johnny Bench or whatever. And um Pete Rose barreled him over in the All-Star game, broke a couple of ribs, and Fossey was never the same after that. And did Rose apologize? He apologized. Of course he apologized. But that's the way Rose played. Yeah. He, he, even in an exhibition game. Even, even in, in an, an exhibition, exhibition game. Yeah, I bet you even if you were playing an exhibition game today, a wiffle ball, he'd, probably, he'd still spike a five-year-old kid if he thought he could get a run. Well, after he went down to Mohegan and put a bet on it. Well, yes, of course. All the more <laughs> all the more incentive. Uh, real quick, the Bruins won uh, their the opening opener, night Saturday. Uh, again, on, on Dallas. The, uh, the Thunderbirds are now undefeated, two, two and in, in a row. So yep. there's lots of uh, lots of hockey to talk about, too. And UMass, I think they're number nine in the country uh, hockey-wise. Then They're defending national champs, and they won two games over the weekend, too. Fantastic. Hey, well, what happened to the WNBA championship? Oh, look at the time. Uh, uh, sadly, uh, we'll have to whoops. maybe talk about Boy. that next week. Gotta go. <laughs> Scott Cohen, good to see you. You too. It's 725 in Rock 102. It's 729 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. If you ever miss a Bax and O'Brien show, make sure you check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. So let's say, for example, you miss hearing our interview with Scott Cohen for today. Consider yourself lucky. You can go back and review the whole damn thing. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my special guest, Kasim Sultan, the bass player for Todd Rundgren's Utopia, played with... Uh, Meatloaf and Cheap Trick and Blue Oyster Cult and Patti Smith. He's got a brand new record out called Casim 2021. It's very, very good. And you can hear it all today on uh, BaxandObrien.com. So I've never really concerned myself with uh, whether or not the stories I tell or the things that I say are, are true or not. Or, you know, right. it could be complete falsehoods. No I, one would, I don't care. No one would be the wiser. No, no, no. So uh, I'm not sure if I'm repeating this exactly the way I heard it or if the person who said it was exactly accurate. But 
So you know how uh, the ticket uh, people uh, for concert events, things like that? Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about the secondary market. I'm talking about the first ones, the, the initial purchase of the tickets. From what I was told, they now do surge pricing. Where it, So if you go online, let's say, to Ticketmaster to buy tickets, if they have a lot of people trying to buy tickets at the same time, they are raising the prices of the tickets. I never heard of that before. And, and from what I was told, again, I could some of this information could be wrong. You don't know how many people are trying to buy tickets. It's not like there's a counter on the website that shows you, you know, 20,000 people are trying to buy 14,000 tickets right now. Right. Ipso fatso, we're going to double the price. You don't know that. So then how do you not know whether... Ticketmaster is telling you the truth. Well, you don't. But if anyone's going to know how many tickets are available and what the uh, what the demand is, it's them. Yeah, but if they're lying about it so that they can raise the prices, that there's got to be some kind of trade or 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 you know the FTC or th- there's got to be some kind of a law against yeah, that. Yeah, it seems so weird that they would be I don't know involved in some sort of felonious business scam. Well, but I don't I, I don't see how you know if I found out about it, then clearly uh, law enforcement agencies, state attorney generals, uh, you know the people who have jurisdiction over over these services would seemingly have stepped in. Unless this is legal, and and I've never heard of this before. Well, raising the prices because of the demand. So the face value of a ticket means nothing. I understand that well, it in would the mean, secondary market. It means nothing in the secondary market, and basically it's sold as a commodity. I I get that. So you know if whether they do it or you know a secondary buyer does it, you know to them they're saying, well, you know we're just protecting the artist and the interest of our own company. Mm. And uh, yeah, there's all kinds of reasons why the the ticketing business should be investigated. But yeah, I'm sure there's some sort of loophole that they're comfortably nesting in, which protects them. Because wow. other, otherwise, there should be enough outrage out of the whole thing to uh, to confront them. I've never understood how you can sell a ticket face value. Uh, you know, like if the face value is right on the ticket, it says hundred hours, but you can't get that ticket for less than two fifty. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I bought concert tickets uh, for a show in in March that that Sophie and I are going to, and I got them for seventy five bucks. I couldn't believe how, how affordable. Yeah. But, but even at seventy five bucks, I'm thinking, how is this even possible? What, what, am I really going to get seventy five hours worth of entertainment out of this? And I and I thought, well, probably not. But it, I'd rather pay an outrageous sum of $75 than $250 on the secondary market, which is what that ticket costs today. It's ridiculous. It, 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 and, I, and, I, and I hope I'm getting some of this wrong, but if I'm not, it's, uh, it is not only ridiculous, it's sad. I, I don't think you're getting it. I don't think you're getting it entirely wrong. I mean, there's just – but there is there are loopholes that they have figured out which you know prevent them from being sued by the government. I know. I know. They they got you coming and going. It's 733. News is next to Rock 102. You matter. 738 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement this month. Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon 
valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thank you, Bax, and I hate to start off the morning with uh, bad news, but here you go. You ready? Well, yeah, but the morning's been started for hours already. I'm uh, I'm playing to the people who just tuned in. John. Oh, can you, those can you, people. Can you, can you allow the theater of the mind to play oh, out? Oh, I'm ready Steven. for it. I don't know. Well, uh, there will be no parade of the big balloons for the second consecutive year. The Spirit of Springfield made the announcement on Friday, citing several reasons, including ongoing COVID concerns. President Judy Matt said they've been unable to recruit high school bands and dance schools due to the pandemic. Also a major problem, the price of helium. Uh, Matt said uh, this is an extraordinary year, not only to be able to, to, uh, to get it, but to be able to pay for it. So rather than have a parade come down the street with three balloons and very few marchers, it's just not something we want to put our name on this year. Ah, that's too bad. And I also missed the uh, 250th birthday uh, parade for Southwick over the weekend. 22 News had a lot of video of that. That looks like it was a humdinger. Well, I'm sure it was, but uh, is anyone else uh, concerned about this helium shortage? (coughs) Or are we all just wasting it on, you know... Sucking empty, sucking balloons into our lungs, so we can get that funny voice thing. Well, she meant she mentioned that before. You know, we've talked about oh uh, yeah with Judy about the price of helium back from 2019. Yeah, it's sky uh, high. It's, <laughs> it's I see uh, what you're trying to be funny there. in a desperate situation. You got to raise your voices up uh, to uh, protest exactly. the price of helium. Yeah. But it's like a it's like a it's a shortage worldwide. It's not just mm-hmm. uh, a shortage here locally. Well, can we just uh, can we just fill them with air and uh, tie them to the bumpers of cars and pull them down the parade route? Yeah, I, don't, I don't really think it works that way. Well, it's obviously not uh, the, the best choice, but it's better than nothing. What about uh, in hot air ballooning? You know, when you're uh, heating up hot air, could you do it that way? Right, then you'd have to have some dude with a torch standing under each balloon. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong there? Yeah, Nothing. Probably Nothing. lighting them all on fire. The uh, spring. But, well, no, just the the Southwick thing. It's it's kind of it's kind of they, they had an interesting story on Mass Live over the weekend talking about that. Um, it, you know how many times have we talked about how the state line between Connecticut and Massachusetts has this indentation, mm-hmm. and, and it's because of uh, the Congamon Lakes. Obviously, there was a, a battle of some type or an argument, at the very least, between Massachusetts and Connecticut, where Massachusetts was saying, no, oh, no, no, those are our lakes. And Connecticut was saying, no, no, they're ours. And it ended up being Massachusetts. What this article on Mass Live over the weekend pointed out, which was kind of cool, was Southwick and Westfield used to be one town. And uh, because of religion and distance, which back then, even four miles, was a long trek to go to church. Um, another group wanted to build a different congregational church, and the only way to do that was to split away from Westfield and create their own town. I, I just thought that was kind of an interesting story. Yes, uh, that is interesting. It is. But, I mean, um, you think about how desolate and rural Southwick is, and yet they were like, well, I'm not walking that far. To you church. know, you say is, but it's really not. It's it's really becoming more populated over the last uh, at least ten to fifteen years. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. more populated. But there's still a lot of land, especially if you get rid of that Carvana. Yes. Um, you know, you also have to consider uh, the idea that maybe that both you know, Connecticut and Massachusetts didn't really want Congamon. They wanted the other one to take it. 
Like, we don't want it. You take it. Why would you I don't want, want it? You take it. It's a beautiful uh, tourist attraction and uh, and a water source. Well, didn't you see that show, How the States Got Their Shapes? Yeah. And yeah, how yeah. most of those border disputes, not they didn't mention this specifically, but right. most of the border disputes are over water supply mm-hmm. and how much water supply versus how many people live in that area and you know who's who's going to be taking care of that water supply. I remember back in the eighties, though, when most of those disputes were over air supply. And well, they're yeah. going all to out have of them. love. Yeah, they they, can't they, live without it. Yeah. You know, the thing about the about Lake Congamon is, is, yes, it's a body of water, but I wouldn't necessarily call it like a like a drinking source. Remember the uh, the cardboard boat races we would do in those things? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, people would come out and they'd be you know, their cardboard would all be covered in some sort of noxious sludge. Bacteria. I'm not so sure, not so sure I want to guzzle that stuff down. Well, that's what we've done to it over 300 years. I don't but know if back that's, when that when be they natural. split from Westfield, that was probably beautiful pure drinking water. The cleanest lakes in all of Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah or all of New England. Not so sure about that. Yeah, those cardboard boats uh, would disintegrate from all the acid that was in the water. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, Springfield Police Department is seeking the public's assistance in locating an 11-year-old runaway. According to uh, police, Mary Ellie Vale was last seen uh, 6 uh, p.m. Saturday evening when she left uh, the lamp light, she left Lamplighter Lane wearing blue Crocs. Uh, Mary Ellie Vale is approximately 4'6 and 80 pounds, according to police. Anyone that sees her or has any information about her whereabouts is asked to call the Springfield police or just dial 911. A Gill man is being held on attempted murder charges, uh, who is being held on attempted murder charges, has been cleared for release from jail. Wesley Johnson of Main Road and Gill was allowed to serve house arrest as long as he agrees to post $2,500, wear a GPS tracking device, stay away from his alleged victims, possess no firearms or other weapons, and avoid alcohol. Well, Might what's as well the point? just keep me in jail. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you can't even drink, I yeah. can't shoot. For God's sake, I live in Gill. I can't talk to anybody. <laughs> That's all there is to do in Gill. What was he arrested for? He was arrested. He had to, There was a domestic incident back mm-hmm. in July, and he wound up firing off this gun three times. Uh, not hitting anybody. No, he didn't. He was not a good shot, uh, but he did get arrested for that incident, mm. and that's what he's being held for, or did he, was did he, being held until... Was it some sort of code, like if he shot three times in the ceiling, if you want me, twice uh, in the pipes if the answer is no? Yes, that's exactly. Very Tony Orlando of him. And Dawn. Uh, that's right. Well, no, Dawn is probably the victim. That's probably that why they yeah. didn't release her name. Right. A uh, federal jury in Pennsylvania ordered a Massachusetts man to pay a couple $22,500 after he secretly recorded them having sex while they all lived in the same apartment. All right. Yeah. A couple who lives in uh, State College, Pennsylvania, filed a federal lawsuit against Nils Nutrid, who uh, last lived in Westboro. Nils Nutrid? Nutrid. Nutrid. Nutrid, the... uh was that a weight loss program? The Nutrid system? Nutri system, yes. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you eat prepackaged food and yeah. the weight just comes right off you. No, no, you're thinking of the thing when the dogs get their boys cut off. Yeah, that's a neutered, uh, Steve. Uh, Nowhere to go. No, those are the magazines that your dad had stored away in his uh, closet. Those are nudie magazines, Steve. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the couple, a man and a woman, had known uh, Nutrid for uh, two years before they all started living together inside an apartment in State College beginning in 2017. The couple had their own private bedroom, and Nutrid had his own room. 
In late 2017 or early 2018, Nutrid gave plaintiffs a Blu-ray DVD player uh, purportedly as a Christmas present. Nutrid set up the DVD player in the plaintiff's <laughs> bedroom and aimed it at their bed. Oh, hey, way to go, man. Check out this yeah. one. They probably, you know, he probably thought they were hot, or, or at least that she was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe at some point he he uh, suggested, uh, I don't know exactly how you pronounce it, but I believe it's uh, menage a trois. And, um, and, they, and they said no. And then he was like, all right, well, you know what? Uh, I'm not, no hard feelings. Here's a, here's a Blu-ray player, and I'll even set it up for you. How about that? All right. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not a it's not a, the side of a creep at all. No, no. It was in May of 2018 when the couple began uh, became suspicious of their roommate and unplugged the Blu-ray player. Nutrid uh, plugged it back in and aimed it at the couple's bed again. Recording well, devices. What? Well, I, I'm curious as to what made them suspicious enough to unplug it. Were they like seeing a flashing light, or you know, was there a light on whenever it was recording? Well, no, he would frequently borrow the DVD player in order to periodically review the video. Oh, so he's like, "Hey, uh, a little, uh, I got nothing to watch tonight. My Netflix account is expend- uh, suspended. Can I get that DVD player back from you again?" <laughs> Well, well, I know it's could been, I sit in your room and watch it? I know it's uh, it's all, I only want to borrow it after I've heard you uh, doing the nasty in the yeah, next room yeah. over. Uh, but you remember that documentary? I don't know if it was a documentary or, or a Dateline of this guy that owned uh, a motel. Yes, and he yep. had in the ceilings. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. hiding in the oh, ceilings. That was a that was a Netflix thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And nobody could prove whether this guy was telling the truth or not. Right. But he was up there, and he had uh, you know he had chairs and you know flashlights, and you know made himself tissues, com- tissues made himself comfortable. People mm-hmm. would go into these you know n- you know no tell motel rooms and uh, do what they had to do, and he'd be up there watching every second yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, and you know this couple might have been. Uh, Hey, you notice how uh, the day after we have sex, uh, system keeps coming in and asking if he can borrow the DVD player? What do you suppose is up with that? Well, uh, who's... Uh, I, remember, <laughs> I remember years ago, uh, this guy I know, who actually worked here for you at one point. For us? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he had this uh, apartment with uh, other roommates, and um, they were watching a... Uh, an adult film, if you will, okay. on a videotape, right? Yeah. But the VCR belonged to the mother of this said person, and he had to bring this VCR back eventually. But the tape got stuck inside. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. So yeah. he brought it to the radio station engineer, and uh, he uh, had it for about a day, and then he comes back upstairs, and he slaps this tape on the counter and goes, uh, Blonde BJ's five. Who does this belong to? <laughs> And where was one through four? I don't know. That's what mm. I'm saying. But uh, you know, see, that's the kind of risk you run when you have when you're borrowing DVD players. You might get a DVD stuck in that yeah, Blu-ray player. Exactly. And then now the guy's got to repair it, and he's watching you do the nasty with your girlfriend. But that's... most of those players didn't actually record. No, 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 no. He was able to obviously jimmy the thing to make it do that. 
Yeah, well, there's a lot of jimmying going on with that visa. Yeah, yeah but it's a lot about. the jimmy was out for sure. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 57. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 62. It's 44 in downtown Springfield. Forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Next time you're at the bed beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew. Velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 757 on Rock 102. Sunshine this morning and then uh, clouds by the afternoon. Chance of a spot shower. Uh, but other than that, should be pretty dry. It is still just 45 degrees in downtown Springfield. You know, if you're a Patriot fan, you can get ready for Tuesday fun at Duncan tomorrow with uh, Steve Nagel and the Row Crew. He's going to be at 93 Main Street in Westfield at the Duncan location there from noon to 2 for a Patriots fan-fueled celebration. And D.D. Perks members can grab a $2 medium hot or iced coffee. You'll also get a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Patriots game and take a a photo with a life-size cutout of Kyle Van Noy and Devin McCourty. Where do we get those? You got to go to Westfield. No, to no, the where do we get the, the cutouts? I don't know. Well, we got anything. I think this is something that Duncan provided. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the Patriots run on Duncan. and can be heard all season long on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Might have one of those in my house. You want a full-size uh, Kyle Van Noy? No, no, Devin McCordy. And I and I'd put it I'd put it in the bedroom so it was the first thing I saw when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Morning uh, morning Devin. That's what I would say every day when I woke up. We we once had a cardboard cutout here of the most interesting man from those Amstel light commercials. Mm. It was tucked away in our bathroom. <coughs> you know, and and you know when it's dark in the bathroom and you open up the door, all, all of a sudden there's a dude standing there. He always startled me like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Yeah. Yeah. And you're not that interesting where I want to be. Doing my business in the bathroom with you hanging over my face. Well, but Devin McCourty is, and like I said, just put him in the bedroom. Put him right by the door every morning. Good morning, Devin. And I'd uh, leave for work. Well, that would be kind of kind of nice, I suppose. Yeah. And he would be there when you got back. Yeah, exactly. Tell him about your day. I'd like to have uh, I'd like to have him and his brother, you know, the twin cardboard cutouts. Sure. But uh, not anymore. It's uh, 759, Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812. And Whitesnake on Rock 102. One of the big hits that uh, Aquanet did yesterday at uh, at Sonny's. Mm-hmm. They did that uh, Whitesnake song. They and, did that in between the Jethro Tull songs? Uh, yes, they did it between Him 43 and Bungle in the Jungle, yeah, which they, they they do Bungle. It's a, it's a medley of Bungle in the Jungle and Welcome to the Jungle by uh, Guns N' Roses. It's uh, mind-blowing. And you can see it because uh, even though they got rained out over the weekend at the um, Oktoberfest at the Fort, right? they are going to be playing on Friday night at 5.30. They're going to play for, I believe, an hour and a half because it's 7. Uh, Southern Rain will, will come on. Now, um, do so- they add Jungle Love in that? <clears throat> jungle Love? In that, uh, in that uh, medley. Well, you mean Bungle in the Jungle? Bungle in the Jungle. Jungle Love from Steve Miller oh, and uh, Welcome to the Jungle. No, even, even uh, uh, come on, Aquanet's smart enough not to be doing Steve Miller music. <laughs> um, they're not doing what you said they're doing either. <laughs> so, you know, I mentioned that I got a um, a, a new-to-me car. It's a it's a used car. It's, it's not a brand-new car, but it's only a, a couple of years old, and uh, there's not a lot of miles on it. And I, uh, I got well, there's a, a lot nice of miles deal. on you, though. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was talking the other day about all the, it's it's a it's kind of 
a luxury vehicle. So, what do you mean a kind of a luxury vehicle? Well, it is a luxury vehicle. What um, what kind is it? I'd rather not say. Why not? Uh, um, Carjackers. Um, The uh, the cool things in this car. The, these additional things, because it's loaded, as they say in the car biz. and uh, So are you a half the time when you're driving it? Some of the stuff, I, I've, I'm like, wow. You know, it's like, who who thought of that? Who was so tired of doing it their way or the other way that they had to have uh, the responsibility put on the car? Now, now, one of the very, very cool things is it parallel parks itself. So... It, it it gives me directions when I want a parallel park. I pull up next to a line of cars, and then it in, after I've hit a button for parallel parking, and I've signaled which side of the road I want to park on. Yeah, it tells me to keep pulling up so that I'm parallel with the car in front, and then it tells me when to stop, and then it tells me to put it in reverse, take my hands off the wheel, but keep my foot on the brake. Because uh, I'm going to control the speed, and then the wheel just begins turning itself, and it comes frighteningly close to the car in the front as it backs itself into the spot. Yeah, but you you don't you're not you're not going to hit the car. Oh, couldn't you just do that on your own without even engaging that? If you didn't, if you're not a good parallel parker, this is uh, this is a great way to do it. And then you reverse it to get out. Uh, you you hit the button again. It would tell you again. Take your hands off the wheel. Put your foot on the brake, and it will back you out and take you out of the spot. Very cool. I had um, before I went to see Aquanet. I usually do this on Sundays. I will go to my mom's house and I will visit with my mother for uh, for a while. And um, unfortunately, when I did this yesterday, I I, I got there for like two o'clock knowing that Aquanet would be going on at 3 at Sunny's, I'd have like a half hour to spend with Mom. And uh, she wanted to see the car. So I gave her a, a demonstration. She went for a little ride with me so I could show her these things. But this must be a hell of a vehicle. Oh, it, oh, it really is. And uh, w- one of the other things that it does, which I thought at first was ridiculous, and now I have come to realize the, the comfort of it, is there's a hold button, an auto hold button that you press and when you come to a stoplight, uh, it you can take your foot off of the brake and the car won't move. It You can be on flat ground. You could be on a hill. The car is not going to move. It's holding the vehicle in place. Why would you need that? Well, because, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of things you'd rather be doing with your feet while you're sitting there for that minute and a half or so at a red light. What are you why doing? Do you, why you, do you constantly want to have that foot pressed against the brake pad like that? What are you, that? taking uh, dancing lessons? You're clogging yeah. back there? No, what are you doing? Sometimes I'm clipping my toenails or, you know, stuff like that. All right, you should be clipping your toenails after you get out of your car. Well, that's when you have a regular car. But when you have a luxury vehicle, you can do it while you're driving. And um, so... I, I had showed my mother that as well. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, I don't have my wallet, which means now I have to go back to Chicopee and then come back again to go to Summers. And I got an hour at Tops to do this. I am going to really have to move to get going. And this luxury car can move. Sure. So uh, I'm, you know, on the streets of Enfield, I'm not really going that fast, but I do get to uh, this intersection, and uh, a vehicle pulls out from the side road 
kind of in front of me, not really cutting me off, but uh, it pulls in in front of me. And then it goes up to stop behind the first vehicle at this red light. And then I pull up behind that vehicle uh, at the red light, and I have my vehicle hole button pushed in. Now, in the process of driving those few miles from my mom's house at a slightly higher speed than that posted, um, my eyeglass case had gone somewhere. It, it fell out on a turn. and uh, Out and the I window? No, 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 just to the floor somewhere, but I, I had no idea where. So I'm, I'm probably, I, I, was, I was very close behind this vehicle in front of me. Mm-hmm. Inches. I'm talking inches. That's how close I was to it. And I've got the vehicle hold button pressed in, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess uh, I'll take this opportunity to try to see if I can find my eyeglass case. And uh, I know it's somewhere over on the passenger side. So I'm leaning over the console and I'm not feeling any sensations of any kind until the back of my car is stopped, uh, the front of my car, rather, is stopped by the back of the vehicle in front of me. And I realize I've hit it. And, I, and, and I'm like, oh. Oh, oh right out loud. Doesn't your car have uh, not bumping into other it, car it's technology? It's got an auto hold button on it. So, uh... I put it in reverse just to back up so I'm not actually touching this car. And I see the driver's door of the vehicle in front of me open up. And I see this young lady get out. And uh, then I get out of my car after I've put it in park, no longer hold. Right. And um, uh, there's absolutely no damage. And she's, all of a, she looks at me and she's like, John? And... It was one of these, she knew me personally. It wasn't that she recognized me from the radio things because those people are usually like, oh, O'Brien, you know, because that's what my name is on the radio. And then that's when you call, that's when they call the lawyer because yeah. they figure you got, you know, big, thick bags of money right. with that luxury vehicle. Sure, exactly. Thank you. Um, and I'm like, but now I don't want to embarrass her by asking her who she is because then all of a sudden she could be like, you don't remember me? I'm the one with the bad neck. Oh, God, I think I'm in pain. You know, so I didn't. I didn't want to create that kind of a situation. Right. So, you know, we both. I, I said to her. I said. I said, I'm sorry. I I just got this car a little while ago. I said, and there's a button that holds the vehicle in place when I'm at a stoplight. And <laughs> without missing a beat, she goes, "Well, I don't think it works." Yeah. Good point. <laughs> good point. Yeah. She did. She had a very good point. Um, I wonder if her insurance company uh, would have had the same amount of humor well, if they had to, in fact, you know, make a claim. She didn't because there was no damage, no damage to her car, no damage to my car. Uh, but it was just one of these one of these things where you're like, okay, technology's cool, but I guess it doesn't always work. Now I don't know when I leaned over the console like that. Um, I don't know what the car sensed that all of a sudden made it unlock and roll. Um, I don't think I hit anything because I wasn't anywhere near that button. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what happened. Is this one of those things where um, it senses the weight shift That's in the front seat? That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Kind of like, kind of like when it uh, when it you know indicates that you don't have your belt on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's probably it. 
because I did take my belt off so that I could reach over to the other side of the car. Ah, there you go. That's probably exactly what it was. Well, seems to me we figured out the problem. Yeah, the problem is having to give me some kind of technological ability so I don't have to put my foot on the brake at a red light. I mean, come on. I, mean, I think I, I can go back to doing that. I, I can't think of a single reason why I would need that. I mean, it, if I if I dropped did. something and I needed to find it, I'd probably pull over to the side of the road and grab it. Eh, or you'd put it in park and, uh, and Whatever. reach I, over I, and do that. I But I would not be driving while I did it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd probably, you know, I'd probably undo my my uh, my buckle and 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 search for whatever I dropped. Yeah, well, it's because you're perfect. No, it's not because I'm perfect. It's just I don't see a a real need for something like that. Well, I did, but you don't see a need for what? For that kind of uh, for for that kind of feature in the car. Oh, oh I thought you meant for like the glasses, because it was like what what happened was all of a sudden it was getting very cloudy. Why? And why I would I say have... that glasses wouldn't be necessary? Uh, well, I mean, you know, you could say, well, I've already, you know, I can see, I I've got, you know, it's a pair of sunglasses in the case and a pair of eyeglasses on my face, or the other way around, and you're like, okay, well, I don't really need glasses right now, but yeah, you but, know what? Maybe but... I will at the uh, the next light. And uh, you know I've got this convenient yeah. vehicle hold button. I didn't. Uh, I didn't suggest anything like that. Yeah. Well, it's not your story. <laughs> Thank goodness <laughs> for that. It's eight twenty three in Rock one hundred two. Attention, New England. Axon O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. Well, I thought it was a good story, but apparently not everybody did. What? I didn't say anything. I, no, I, 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 I got a text from the ex-wife. Oh. Saying what? Oh, my God. Listening to you tell this story is excruciating. Yeah. And I said, what? And she goes, the effing situations you get yourself into, dot, dot, dot. I wrote, but I'm Larry David. And she said, yes, you really are. <laughs> except except Larry David is a character yeah. of himself. Oh, You're actually living this out. I don't uh, know about that. You got somebody who wrote in and said, just wondering how many more times John will tell the luxury car stories. <laughs> First person to ever buy a car with lots of features. Huh? Hey, it's a, it's a new story about Let's bumping see. into the car in yeah. front of me. Uh, it's not another... You know, I uh, it and, yet really, it's all, and yet it's all a mystery what this car is. Yeah. Drives me nuts that uh, first of all, this is a a talk show, and our job is to fill four and a half hours of uh, airtime on a daily basis, five days a week, and yet people get upset or tired of hearing about <laughs> certain subjects. And yet, tell the- you what. Come on in here and take the job. Yeah, and yet the host of said radio show doesn't understand that that's how things work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they write back and uh-huh. they either agree or don't agree with I you. I understand that. And that's how we keep this show moving. Uh, I yeah. understand that. But, you know, it's more than just a uh, a talk show. I mean, anybody could talk for four and a half hours. Not everybody it's, can do that. Can, can you say th- mute people? Well, hold on a second. I'm making a point here. Anyone can talk for four and a half hours, but can you talk about things that people give a rat's ass mm-hmm. about? Well, That's the difference. Uh, it, from what we've been told in the past, people are listening. Uh, cancer, condos, cops, uh-huh. cannabis, casinos, cavities, code of conduct for counselors from last week, <laughs> and now cars. Code of conduct for counselors? Remember yeah. that East Long Meadow? East Long Meadow. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Code of yeah. conduct? There you go. Yeah, right. see, yeah. you got all the C's covered. Well, okay, but he's added a couple of C's there. I mean, you yeah. can't you can't yeah. fault him for at least not expanding his uh, his options. And uh. now Grandpa's Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Cadillac. Well, it's, a, it's an old man car is what it is. What, do you got an Oldsmobile? 
It's not an old man's car. Yes, it it's is. a luxury vehicle, bro. Ain't no young kid riding around in one of those things. No, that you of course got not. Out there in the parking lot, they can't afford them. <laughs> they neither, can't. neither could I if it were new. I was gonna say, no. Uh, how could you no. afford it? You work here. Yeah, if it was a new, I, I don't <laughs> buy new cars. Well, it, I've had new cars, but either bought for me or uh, uh, leftovers. It's eight twenty-eight with Bax and O'Brien to Rock One Hundred Two. Rock 102. 833 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting on your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Springfield firefighters rescued a cat that was stuck in a tree in Springfield Get on out. Friday. Get out of here. I ain't kidding you, boy. Where's that? 22 News. According to the Springfield Fire Department, crews responded to a call on Clyde Street. For reports of a pussy cat stuck in a tree. Crews found the pussy cat about 80 feet up in the tree when they arrived. The firefighters took immediate action and were able to successfully rescue the pussy cat. It was safely returned to its owner. They actually uh-huh. went to a call yeah. uh, of a cat stuck in a tree. I thought they didn't do that. Well, it must have been a slow day. Uh, Maybe there was nothing else going on at the time. But you never know when something might happen. And if you have uh, firefighters tied up trying to get a... Oh, wow. Colin Powell died. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, be damned. COVID. Colin cancer? No, no. Colin cancer. (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, COVID. Huh. 84 years old. Makes you yeah, think. no, it does. Uh, it's, it's. I wouldn't think. Uh, oh my God! So did uh, Betty Lynn, who was Thelma Lou on the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, that I knew about. Uh, I don't even know who that is. Um, yeah, uh, cats in the trees. Not, not usually what you see uh, city firefighters doing. Well, I was always told by my firefighter buddy, uh, you ever see a cat skeleton in a tree? They'll come down. Well, but how do you? If you don't go up high enough to see this cat skeleton how do you know it's not there well he's saying that the cat got up there the cat can get down he doesn't need any help i've heard that said before i've said that before um but i have also heard it said that um the cat can panic and all of a sudden not be able to come down um yes but i think once a once the cat gets really hungry or has to use the box Mm -hmm. he'll come down I don't know. I don't know. I, I know not. if I were up in a tree and were really hungry or had to use the box, I'd come down. A pussy cat using a box is a bit redundant. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, I suppose that's true. Well, don't you think? Hey, uh, speaking of uh, of people who passed away, and well, you named two, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the third one. Uh the man locally uh, known as the King of RVs died. Fran Roberts of Shelburne passed away peacefully at his home on October 13th. He was 81. Roberts was best known for the starting Longview Recreational uh, Vehicles, the largest family-owned and operated RV dealership in the area, which eventually became Longview RV Superstores. Hmm. Uh, calling hours will be held uh, this Wednesday from 37 at the Kostansky Funeral Home in Greenfield. I like that. Well, I mean, uh, they did. They did provide the uh, camper for the Mayflower Marathon yeah, for a couple for of years, many, many years. Yeah. Uh, even as riggers and electricians set up massive industrial machinery at the Big E grounds for this week's East Tech trade show, the Eastern States Exposition is seeking Governor Charlie Baker's help in keeping the event coming back. 
On the drawing board is a proposed $12 million upgrade to the Better Living Center, according to Eugene Cassidy, president Eugene of the, J. Cassidy. Eugene J. Cassidy, uh, president and CEO of the Eastern States Exposition. The Better Living Center, built in 1923 and totaling 123,000 square feet, lacks modern heating, ventilation, and air conditioning equipment, as well as Wi-Fi and breakout session classrooms needed by convention organizers. Oh, right. Lack of ventilation systems. Good thing we had all those people shoved inside one building during COVID. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I got to tell you, I, I certainly hope, uh, what did it say about the governor? That Brown. they need, they're asking them for help in order to pay for Oh, the... yeah. No. No. Well, they're a little, you know, how the no. big E is. They're a little strapped for cash. They well, don't deserve a nickel well, of state funding. According to Eugene J. Cassidy, uh, mm. he said, uh, talking about this East Tech show, which is going to run this week, mm -hmm. uh, that they want to keep them coming back. And if yeah. they don't have all the stuff yes. to keep them coming well, back, they can go somewhere else. Then you buy the stuff. I was having an interesting conversation over the weekend with an individual who was very much in the know of this particular topic. And I don't, I don't want to repeat numbers, but let me just say that the kind of monies that the Big E charges vendors, um, particularly alcohol vendors, is they, they should have $12 million just in 17 days, put it that way. I mean, it was it was crazy what this person was telling me. They pay the Big E in order to be able to be there. Uh, and according to Gene Cassidy, I'm sorry, Eugene, Eugene J. J. Cassidy, uh, they took a hard hit not having the Big E uh, back last year. Well, I'm sure and they it's did. It's going to take years to c recover from that. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, but money, money, <laughs> money must be funny in the rich man's world. Mm -hmm. Well, you got that right. You know, I mean, it will take uh, at least a, another couple of years to make up for that one year loss but they did pretty good this year yeah and you yeah. know if you really want to have better living the best way to do it is to have other people pay for it i think even the richest of us uh would agree to that yeah. like if you're super duper rich and i'm not saying that eugene j cassidy is super duper rich but uh you talk to any other super rich guy in town you know they're more than willing to build a new building or start a new business but even they don't want to pay for it because that's how you stay rich. Not spending your own money. Yeah, well, um, it's it's just it's crazy. When when I heard these numbers, um, I was I was like, oh my god. Yeah, you think they would have had a proper burial for the dopes, the damn elephant that died there? Well, they did. Instead it's just, just a, shoving it into. I think a, they wouldn't have had to chop it up in pieces like that. Are you kidding me? You just sent me that tank? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not kidding you. Wow. And that doesn't include the space. Damn. I know. Uh, former Mount Holyoke professor Re Haganachi has pleaded guilty to charges stemming from an attack on Mount Holyoke College colleague in December of 2019. Is it a college colleague or a college colleague? College colleague. Yeah. No, it's a college colleague. Did she have a collie? I believe she also wore a choker collar too. Yeah. But she had a baby who was quite colicky. Yes. According yeah. to a news release, uh, Assistant Northwestern District Attorney Matthew Thomas outlined the case to Judge Francis Flannery in a change of plea hearing on Friday. Thomas said Haganachi knocked on the victim's door, claiming to be emotional support after a breakup. When she was allowed in, Haganachi attacked the victim with a rock, a fire poker, and pruning shears. Bad breaker-upper. Very bad, bad breaker-upper. No, bad support. No, 
the the woman broke up with someone, this one came over to console her and then wind up wound up attacking her. I thought they were either in a relationship or they had been roommates. No, they were not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Thomas said the uh, victim was left with long-lasting emotional trauma and severe physical trauma, some of which is permanent. Uh, Laurette Savoy, the victim of the attack, told the court in uh, a statement <clears throat> details of the assault, including her injuries and emotional traumas. And then she goes on to say, but now uh, Haganachi has uh, changed her plea to guilty, so she'll be uh, spending some time in jail for a while. Don't you yeah, think? That's a shame. Mm. What do you mean it's a shame? I was just trying to, uh, it was a transitional statement, really. A transitional statement? Yeah, yeah, I was trying to help you into the next story because this one was, you know, kind of kind of sad. Well, no. <laughs> comedy isn't pretty, my no, friend. No, yeah, but that's well, not that's a comical a, story, though. There was though. nothing comical about it. Yeah, that's that's my point. An elementary school teacher in South Carolina surrendered to authorities Friday after being accused of having, having marijuana edibles in a student prize box in her classroom. Now that's funny. Now that's a there teacher I want to have. Yeah. The 27-year-old teacher from Lexington was uh, being held on charge of possession of a Schedule One drug. Lexington County Sheriff Jay Kuhn said the teacher uh, bought a mixed bag of candy to give her students at the elementary school, and two students were allowed to get a prize from the candy box on September 23rd. Uh, Sheriff Jay Kuhn said marijuana edibles are cannabis-based food products. They come in many forms, but the items in this case were candy. Uh, they said stony patch kids instead of sour patch kids. <laughs> on stony patch. Yeah. That's funny. And though the teacher told the student to get something else, the child still left with the marijuana edibles. The other student grabbed the lollipop. Well, the other student's not very bright. No. No. After getting the prize, the student with the gummies went to an after-school daycare program and asked his teacher there to help him open the pack. The teacher saw the candy was not Sour Patch Kids gummies, did not open the pack, and contacted the child's school. Snitch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're a narc. Yeah. Starting off, you, know, the, uh, you start off a narc quite early, though, didn't it? I mean, don't you think that's a little young to be narcing out? It is a well, little Well, the teacher young. was the narc. Yeah. The, the teacher was an adult. I, I just uh, yeah, but but it's a young clientele. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you got to get them young uh, them while they're young. Kuhn said none of the teacher's students ate the edibles. The candy pack claims the gummies have three hundred and fifty milligrams of THC. Three hundred and fifty. That's way more than what you can normally buy <laughs> at a dispensary. And I'm thinking that that might be wrong. Well, no, you know what though, these. Uh, the one these edibles that are made by people mm. that package them like this. Oh, oh, these it, are like homemade. Well, they're homemade, but they're also they look professional, oh. and that's why those I've seen those sour gummy things before. The mm. stoner, stoner, whatever, the stoner kid gummies, and mm. they look exactly like regular packs of candy. Mm. Whereas the ones from the dispensary have to have all this packaging and and. Uh, you know, tamper-proof right. stuff so the kids can't get into it. Um, but I can see how you can mistake these for real candy. 350 milligrams. That's a lot. Yeah, that'll, that'll, get you, that'll get you buzzing pretty good. I got one that's like 125 milligrams for one gummy. That's crazy. Well, you just take little pieces of it. How big is the gummy in its entirety? <laughs> it's probably about uh, three inches in length and about uh, an inch and a half in width. Like that, the size of like a Swedish fish. Bigger hmm. than a Swedish fish, but close. Yeah. Yes. Huh. But uh, you're only supposed to take little, little pieces of it off. 
Doesn't that seem a little irresponsible to make a gummy that large and that strong? No, because, uh, you know. I know, but it, like a, a regular gummy seems to be so, I don't know, innocent and 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 nice. But again, but if this, you're having a gummy that size, that powerful, it's going to knock you on your ass. But again, this is kind of like the home brewing kits that people can buy and make their own beer, right? Yeah, you can make stronger beer right. than what uh, you could get somewhere else. Exactly. So if there's no regulation on that, I guess there should be no regulation on this. But I, I would think a 350 milligram gummy would put you on your ass. But for again, days. yeah. But if you, if you, it's like a tolerance thing. It's just like yeah, drinking. Yeah. If you, you can, some people can drink, uh, you know, almost a whole bottle of bourbon on a give any given night because they've been drinking for so many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with marijuana users. You use a lot of marijuana, your tolerance builds up, and it takes you more THC in order to get the buzz. But you shouldn't be bringing it to school. Well, why not? Because Don't- then the kids get, you know. Plus, you'd want it for yourself. What you are you know, doing putting it in the in the box with all the other candies? And you know how teachers can be. Oh, you've got a gummy for yourself? Well, I hope you have a gummy here for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what they say. Don't go to high school. Go to school high. <laughs> <laughs> who says that? Uh, kids are no kids, kids who didn't pass. Who didn't <laughs> drop down at the very young age of 18. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 57 tomorrow. Sunday with a high of 62. It is 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. The McDonald's... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 in Green Day on Rock 102. Green Day. Yes, Green Day. They've uh, they sold millions and millions of records. and In just, what, three years? No. Five years? They've been around for over... 25 years. Get the hell out I of here. I swear to you, maybe even longer than that. Man, that's crazy. Yes, it is. Hey, the Monster Mash Screen Park is going on at McRae's Farm in South Hadley. It's open every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night through Halloween. Uh, details at fearinthefarm.com. I happen to have a pair of tickets uh, that can be yours right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021. McRae's Farm, the Monster Mash Screen Park for you. Good luck. So um, I think we are getting very close to the ultimate in television. Um, We talked about this uh, both earlier and in the future in uh, Hollywood Trash. And and I've tried to, to the Today Show did a story on this. So America's Got Talent now has an extreme edition, which appears to be, you know, stunts and things that have elements of danger Uh involved in them. And uh, there was this guy. Now... I assume th- this guy is a stuntman, and I assume that this was not his first time doing this particular stunt. My guess would be he probably had done it before, maybe videotaped it, sent it to the producers, said, look, I've done this before, I can do it again, and I'd love to do it on the show. And the producers said, okay. But something went wrong, and this guy who was dangling from like a crane and I believe hung upside down in a sack. Okay. While two vehicles, uh, cars were held at equal height, and the cars were on uh, some type of a a cord or a chain or, or whatever, and they were going to be released simultaneous to him being released so that the car, I don't know what the ultimate uh, ending was supposed to be, 
but that the two cars were going to slam into each other. Okay. And I, I'm guessing maybe what was intended was that he would pass between those two cars milliseconds before they slammed into each other. And something went wrong, and he was probably released milliseconds later than he should have been, and the two cars crushed him in the middle. And the worst part of it is, so you get hit by two cars, probably 40 feet in the air, they said. Uh, You get hit by two cars like that, and then there's the fall, and, and he fell on his head. Now, they said he was responsive. I have no idea how... He could have been respond. You'd think he would have been knocked out from the impact of the car. Well, if I'm not mistaken, his response was the aristocrats. Uh, yeah, yeah, or ta-da. Right. But um, the idea that that the man is not in, you know, was not unconscious just from being hit by the cars, let alone hitting the floor afterwards. But I'm telling you, we're we're probably just uh, a little while away now from either real life Squid Games. Or real life Running Man, yeah, where it, people are going to be killed for sport. Here's the problem with that. I mean, it's all very well and good in the movies, but I think we all know that there's enough ambulance chasing lawyers out there that would make that impossible. I don't know about that. I, don't I know. mean, obviously, there's enough of those lawyers on the staff of the TV show to say, yeah, we can do this. We can do this. This is uh, this is entertainment. Yeah, I'm going to guess there's enough lawyers out there who will say, no, you can't do that. You can't get away with that and stop even thinking about it. Well, then why is it a TV show? Because it's it, because uh, I, don't, I don't know why they're doing that on uh, America's Got Talent. That seems yeah, to know. be it's... a little bit over the top, but I don't I don't see uh, the idea of people getting injured and having that be their talent. <laughs> I mean, that's that's uh, not their talent, but if that's what happens. I don't know. But you not win. He won't be back next week. But he should win. He should at least win for the week. Uh, no. He I don't, may not be back for the final. I think you have to be present in order to... Well, <laughs> I think you have to be alive in order to, uh, to, uh, to grab your, your trophy. Somehow he is alive, but Jesus, it's like, who comes up with these ideas and then who signs off on them? Uh, very desperate network executives who are just looking to make a little bit of an edge. Who are all surrounded by lawyers. Though. I know, you I know. know. It's like you're saying, the same lawyers that would be upset by this were the same lawyers who okayed this. And they were probably thinking, what could possibly go wrong? This yeah. guy is a... He's this guy's an, inter- he's an entertainer. He must, <laughs> he must know what he's doing. Uh-huh. It's uh, just about 8.57 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102.